Welcome to the Who That Kiss podcast. It's your boy RK rocking with JD. Man, that, oh. that was a throwback and a half to that. Uh, that's yeah. your breeze chant. Yeah, man, it got me hyped up. You know what I mean? I was just looking at some stuff, trying to get myself positive vibes going into this weekend. But um, a lot of people out there right now talking about moral victories uh, from this Kansas City game. Um, I'm not just trying to be a contrarian or have, you know, push a different narrative so I sound like I'm being unique or anything like that. But I have I have trouble with, with everything that went on uh, in that Kansas City game. Um, and I'm going to dig into a bunch of those things. But I'll, pro- I'll probably prod you first with a couple of things I want to talk about. We'll talk about the game first half, second half, um, and, and just thoughts on that. But the injuries that came out of this game. Uh, CJGJ got banged up, came back in the game, but he's banged up. Anzalone, his soul must really hurt. Uh, I don't know if he's going to recover from that. Uh, Traquan, ankle, it's pretty bad. Um, Looking like might be IR or just sitting until the playoffs again. T-Rex got a stinger, so anything near the neck neck and shoulders is kind of scary for a pass rusher. Uh, Andres Pete, chalk it up to whatever injury he always has. And then Marcus Williams, I heard I heard a rumor scared the crap out of me that it was an Achilles. Um it's being listed as ankle. He he was jumping around after it happened, so I, I don't imagine it's an Achilles. Um but what are your thoughts about the injuries that we had? Um and are we going to be able to overcome this going forward? Well, obviously our our team has shown that it's built, you know, um for seasons like this. The the depth we have we can we can slot guys in and play the reigning champions to a three-point game. Um, so clearly, you know what we have on our on our roster is is special. It, it's been um, well thought out, uh, well planned for potential situations like this, obviously. And um, from the quarterback down, you know it's not just a key position; it's it's all positions. Um, however, no team can withstand too much. The Saints obviously um, showed we can hang with with a really really good team. Um, some would say great team. I guess this year being thirteen and one, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you know we did that with our number four, number five receiver out there, with a quarterback who just came back from a, a devastating you know chest injury, um, and not just chest, like whole throwing motion injury basically, and. Uh, and they were able to clamp down on on our you know our key guy in AK and even you know ha- have double teams ready for Emmanuel in certain situations too. So um, o- offensively, you know, the injuries on the O line, uh, like they add up because that that O line, any, any O line needs continuity um, and chemistry, and, and ours is still showing that has that. But on the defensive end, you know, we were just starting to gel together, form you know a, a elite unit and and now taking hits in the secondary and on the on the d-line uh, is definitely hurtful and also yeah alexander anzalini's soul in the middle of our defense that that five point, that five points he left on the field man um it was huge. I, I don't know i don't it know how huge. he's how he's yeah. keeping his head up this week man um you you mentioned the offensive line that's kind of where i was trying to uh to steer you to the the offensive line like we've been kind of it's like when you have you ever seen those those commercials for Flex Seal, and the guy puts yeah. that Flex Seal on his boat. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's what we're doing with our offensive line all year. Whether it's Tron Armstead getting the COVID, um, you know, guys getting banged up, we're slipping guys in here and there. We're trying to overcompensate for 
Ruiz's poor play. You know, Easton gets concussions. Rams banged up and doesn't practice for a week and then comes and plays on no on no practice. Like, it's been a revolving door um, other than center for us on the mm-hmm. offensive line. And, and my fear is that there's really no continuity and we're going into the playoffs with guys kind of banged up, guys not confident in a position where we need to anchor because we got to keep Drew clean. Can that turn around? That can turn around in a heartbeat. Like, it's happened for so many teams. It's like a good goalie in hockey, right? All of a sudden, you just you just starts it starts clicking. So, I'm gonna hope that it starts to click. But I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm less worried about the Marcus Williams injury. If it's an Achilles, I'm terrified. But if it's like a one week or a two week thing, I'm less worried about this for this reason. PJ Williams and Patrick Robinson have both been playing pretty good football for us. I know Pat Rob's not available to us right now, but PJ is. Mm-hmm. If we move C- CD Deuce back to safety with Malcolm Jenkins, that doesn't hurt us. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because Malcolm can kind of take care of some of the stuff that Marcus Williams was doing. And then CD can kind of do some of the stuff that Malcolm was doing. And we just slot our nickel guy in uh, at, the, at, the, at the spot that CD vacated. Yeah. And maybe we maybe we play a couple, like a little bit more two linebacker sets, you know, with uh, Quan and, and, and Demario Davis and a fifth pass rusher or something like that. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. different things that I'm sure Dennis Allen can be creative with. I don't think the Marcus Williams one is going to kill us. I could be wrong. He plays 100% of the snaps every game, so I yeah. could be dead wrong. But we also have DJ Swearinger as well. And, and I don't I don't think that a veteran guy that they've kept and let other guys that had potential go for this guy, I don't mm-hmm. think that he's trash. I think he obviously has some attributes that they're looking at, thinking to themselves that in case of glass break, you know yeah. what I mean? And we have him. So uh, I'm not so worried about that. I, I really do hope T-Rex uh, gets better. We have a wealth of talent um, at the edge, at the edge rush position. And, uh, and I'm thinking Carl Granderson needs to see more snaps. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something really controversial, and I want to hear your opinion on this. Is it time to maybe play Cam Jordan on running downs only and play Carl Grandison on passing downs? That that one rush where he got to Mahomes Oof. two two point five seconds and got onto the ground fast, fast, fast. Yeah, like he dipped his shoulders yeah, so low under that I watched right that, tackle. I watched the video a hundred times. It's oh crazy. Oh my gosh! Like that is that's that's a NFL player. He did that too. Granted, their tackles are both out, but still, I don't care. Like it's an it NFL player, it, and, and it's an NFL play made against an NFL player, and that was a play that should be highlighted. That should be on the top ten of all Sports Center um, plays of the week. That the but comp he got top ten. The comp he got on that play was Von Miller. That was the yeah, comp that, that he got insane. on that play. That was so, insane. Yeah, and, and I th- I think that merits you know more looks for sure. Um, he sucks against the take, run. Yeah, so whether you take Cam out so situationally, I'm not sure you can really do that. You have to. Then, you have to. He's hurting us. Yeah, but then what? Wouldn't wouldn't smart teams? And I think we have maybe none to end our season, but in the playoffs, wouldn't a smart team just like check to a passing play when? Um, cams in and then check to a run play when when ninety six is in. I'm, I'm talking I'm talking about more situational downs. So I'm thinking third and third and eleven plus. Mm-hmm. Granderson's got to be in the game, you know. And I think Cam's got to step out of the game. I think you know third and five and under. Cam stays in the game because he's disciplined. Yeah. Now you know I, I'm I'm saying this and I'm remembering a play that Carl Granderson had 
where he strung somebody out on the right. It was against Atlanta, where he strung Gurley out, and for that seven yard loss that Gurley took, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which kind of like iced it for us and and made their life mm-hmm. really difficult. They had to chuck one into the end zone that wasn't complete. Yeah. So he has played a, a decent against the run at times, but he does struggle against the run because he has bad eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I'm getting to the point now with Cam Jordan where I'm starting to feel like the, he got his money. He's doing all these commercials. You know, uh, I don't want to ever hate a guy to get his money. And I don't want to be like, if a guy does commercials, he can't be good at football. But it seems like his focus is being divided into different places versus just being solely on the best defensive end that the Saints could have. And I feel like it shows in his play. He's a split hair. He's a split hair late on so many plays for the Saints. And I saw his jersey when he punched that dude. I saw his jersey and how stretched out the neck was. Mm-hmm. Let's you know what segue here. Let's just get into this. I am irritated. The officiating has to get better. This is this is getting like my father-in-law who doesn't have a horse in the race is watching the game with me and he goes, "Wow, they sure aren't calling anything for you guys." No. Do, do it, you know what it, I mean? Like it was, it's it's it, insane. It was noticeable beyond what it should be for any casual fan. And Kansas City is it? top five. Sorry, I'll let you say this. Kansas City is top five right now in the NFL in holding calls by their offensive line. They didn't have one holding call against us, and we had 11 quarterback hits. Yeah. It's not like we're not getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sorry I cut you off. I just, I'm no. I'm seething right now. No, and, and here, like I was going to say, it's noticeable to any casual fan. But when my daughter, who is six years old, seven years old, sorry, is suited up in a Drew Brees jersey watching alongside me, and she doesn't know the game from, you know, a- any point besides the the ball is this shape, it must go into the end zone, you know. <laughs> um, she was like, Dad, that referee has called the Saints for a lot of penalties. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So my seven-year-old daughter is now understanding that they are mistreated in that respect. Like, that's when you know. That's when you absolutely know that something is wrong. And and it's not just a one time occurrence. This what was the been, biggest what was the biggest missed call for you or the biggest non call? Or the biggest bad call, sir? Because I got one for sure. I'll let you think. Mine mine was yeah. Patrick Mahomes is getting pressured by Cam and by T Rex at the same time. They're about mm-hmm. to collide at him. He chucks the ball to the left side of the field as if somebody was running a corner out. There's nobody there. He chucks it thirty five yards down the field, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The refs don't even convene to see if it's if it's grounding. He didn't leave the pocket. He's yeah. still in the middle of the pocket, and nothing happens. So I'm sitting there going, "That's interesting." But then Drew and Jared Jared Cook get their signals crossed, and Jared Cook mm-hmm. is in the area, and Drew yeah. just throws it over his head, and they throw intentional grounding. I'm 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 sitting here going, "Am I taking crazy pills, or am I just a big fan?" Like I don't understand. I'm trying to be as objective as possible in this situation, but I literally am losing my damn mind watching these games. I've never seen that referee before either. Like, wh- where did he come from? Like, I, he, he looks like to... he came from the Crypt Keeper. His eyes had bags <laughs> under them. Like, like my man has got some issues. One of Goodell's minions that he just kind of produced from the, the basement of his, his lair. You know, like it's... I don't know. I, I've never seen it before, ever. And and I've, I've watched, you know, enough football... In my in my lifetime to see that the referees' faces and, and recognize them, um, and and this is the referee that they chose for the biggest game of this season for both for both teams. Like, I know it's it's out of conference, but like the the potential for Super Bowl on on CBS, who is hosting or or, or televising it, 
um, you, with Tony and Jim, you would think that they want to have good referees. I don't know. Matchup. I just don't know. It's the Saints are back to like ten penalties a game, and I'm just I watch these games, Justin, and I I'm I'm trying not to be a super homer fan, and just look at the game from a football perspective. And we're we're getting a lot of calls. The Malcolm Jenkins PI was trash. You know what I mean? Like the, I think Granderson got a a, a fifteen yard unsportsmanlike. Like, mm-hmm. come on, a lot of these penalties are just uh, ticky tacky at the very at the very worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. some stuff that's really got to just like you got to let the game go. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I, I don't know if there was any calls that stuck out for you, but I that was I just had to vent. That was my oh, free therapy I, session today. Good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here for you, man. Hope the coach <laughs> is comfortable. Um, but uh, let's talk about some plays that we saw that we haven't seen really, you know, all year from a, from a secondary. Okay. And three of the most notable ones, of course, were Marshawn Lattimore and Travis Kelsey. Oof. That was beautiful. Oof. Uh, on third CJ... down. On third down. Oh that was God, on third down. That's gigantic. Amazing. Amazing. CJ, GJ knocking the ball out of, was it me? McCoy Hardman's. Yeah. And then Marcus Williams, absolutely. Uh, tattoo. Demolition. Tattoo. That and is... I loved I loved how everybody got upset and said that should be a flag. And then they watched the replay. And he hits him under the armpit with his shoulder, and you're like, "That yeah. is as clean as you can hit a man." Yeah, I I don't know what I yelled in that 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 play, but all I looked, I all I remember is this: I looked down at my at my son who's watching with me too, and his eyes are just like, "Dad, what are you saying right now?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably said like, "Sit down, son," or like, "Take a nap," or something. I don't know what I said, but yeah. I said something crazy, and and he just like, "Dad, what that what does that even mean?" <laughs> But man, that that hit was was something special, and yeah. our, our whole secondary played that way though. That's the thing. Like even though they scored thirty two points, it doesn't look great on paper. We like, gave him seven. Third... We gave him seven. So call yeah. twenty five. We gave him seven. That yeah, pick by true. Drew was atrocious. Yeah, and that like, but even still, like against you know that offense, like that didn't feel like it was, well, let's say twenty five points. And it didn't feel like it was twenty five points. It felt like it was literally, like thirteen. Like I thought we, well, you know. The defense, I kept on texting through the game. I thought to myself, and I don't know about you, I thought, you know, the fact, I love that sound. I thought the fact that we had, we played 90-plus defensive snaps, I thought that was one of the best performances by a New Orleans Saints defense in a loss ever. Like, Absolutely. like ever. I thought, 100%. considering considering the circumstances, considering the fact that you're playing against the best quarterback in the NFL with speedsters everywhere, and you did not get abused by Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. In fact, the Kansas City Chiefs have to dial up unbelievable plays to get those guys touchdowns in this game, and they both did not eclipse 70 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, and we kept Patrick Mahomes under 50% for most of the game. I, I thought, okay, let's just let's, let's break it down to half because we're talking about all this stuff anyways. We're going to have nothing left to talk about. Um, my first half notes, you can stop me at any point and just jump in here. Um... Drew's arm looked dead at the beginning of the game. Um, the forced throw to Taysom on second down drove me bananas. That's a prototypical Sean Payton beating himself play. Uh, the first run to Kamara for six yards is perfect, and we just decide that that's not good enough for us. We want to see Drew throw Taysom a 25-yard corner route. Um, it's And the ball floats. I thought all yeah. the balls that Drew threw in this game, besides the one to little Jordan Humphrey for a touchdown, and the one to Emmanuel Sanders on the right side for 50 yards, 51 yards. Um, yeah. All the balls floated way too much and, and or, or dived. Like, they died right in front of guys, which I which is mm-hmm. scary to me. 
So I don't know if Ar- if Drew's arm's dead or he's just getting back, you know, r- knocking the rust off. If that's the case, I really hope he looks awesome against Minnesota because their secondary is trash. Um, our wide receivers right now, without Michael Thomas, without Traquan Smith, are bad. Emmanuel Sanders isn't a one. He's a phenomenal two. But that's because the one takes attention. The fact that Jared Cook can't run routes makes our wide receiving core look so bad. If we can't lean on Jared Cook down the seam or for all the little, you know, third down stuff for third and six, third, like, and to be in the right spot, Drew's, Drew's job is just too hard. Do you have anything to say about that? No, I totally agree. And, and I, I feel like without Michael Thomas, obviously, we, we can't just feed Alvin Kamara at this point in the season. Yeah. Everyone has, everyone has too much tape on what he does for this yeah. year's playbook. Um, and they have, you know, ways to know, you know, his tells and his signals and, and we can't, we can't target him 13 times and, and run him 21. Like yep. that's, that's too many touches or, or opportunities for him. He's more of a guy. If he gets 11 carries and eight targets, he'll turn that into 170. Mm-hmm. If you give him 13 targets and 21 carries, he'll turn that into 140. Like mm-hmm. it's gotta be less is more with, with Alvin Kamara. I agree. Um, however, He's also our only most reliable threat now, too, though. So, well, we're getting uh, we're getting Marquez back. Yes, and that's huge, which yeah. is crazy for a UDFA. Like to to know that a UDFA is coming in and that's making a big difference for us. Um, he's Michael. He's Michael a, Thomas. He's Michael Thomas Light. He runs yeah, Chris a, He was he was really 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 overlooked in this year's you know kind of weird. Yeah, a little undervalued because of the whole mm-hmm. uh, COVID thing, or. Uh, the Saints have a really good eye for talent, which is probably both true. I think. I th- yeah, case, I think I think a little bit A, a little B there. Yeah, yeah. So, so Marcus Callaway, I'm excited to see him back, man. I miss the guy. I miss having him around. I miss. Um, I, miss I miss his number. <laughs> <laughs> I miss his smile. I miss his initials. I miss everything about him. I, I want him back. Um, five words or less. Do we sign a free agent wide receiver? Kenny Stills is available. That's four words. Okay. Um, everybody's clamoring for Kenny Stills. Uh, I would say yes. I think we do need to sign one, uh, especially if Traquan's done for the year. Then we definitely need somebody and get somebody up to speed real away. Um, uh, Teron Armstead looked awesome. I, I thought Teron Armstead did really well. Uh, he also helped out Pete when he got banged up. You, you saw him really pinching into into Pete's right side, or sorry, Pete's left side quite a bit, helping him out. And, and I, I thought that that was pretty awesome. To, to see Stead look so good after he looked so bad in, in Philly. So there's a positive. Ramchek looked okay. Uh, and Cesar Ruiz, this was one of his better games. He had a penalty, but if he didn't take the penalty, Latavius Murray was going to be in a hospital. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, limited taste and usage. Uh, was that just to, Is that just credited in the first half to the fact that Jameis was out to COVID and we had nobody backing up Drew? Has to be. Like I, I thought, I thought to myself that that's probably. I thought also that might be why Sean ran that play on the second down, at the start of the game with Taysom on the out, mm-hmm. to be like, if you see Taysom in the game, we're gonna we're gonna feed him the ball to try and show the other coaches that we're gonna use Taysom, but then he had no plan to use him. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's that's actually a good a good take. Um, and then obviously, end of the half, Craig Robertson, what a great play, JT Gray. I, I'm going to say something right now, and I wholeheartedly believe this. I would stand in front of the smartest NFL critics and break down film with them 
We have the best kick coverage and punt coverage units in the NFL, hands down. It's not close. Like, it's us, and then there's a big, big void, like the size of Cam Newton's ego, and then number two. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anybody closer than us on, on coverage units. Our coverage units are phenomenal. The JT Gray, McCole Hardman, I'm going to chase you laterally and then tackle you for a one-yard loss on that punt return was, was yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. But the missed touchdown by Alex Anzalone because he has never seen a Curtis DeLoach highlight ever in his life because he's a Florida guy. Um, as This is Anzalone's last year with us, right? I think it I, has to be. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't see how he could be. Injuries in the past. And, and yeah. This, blunders like this. like that, that's, that, that is a season-changing blunder. Yeah. Um, we might have still we, lost. We, we might have still lost, but it's just leaving points on the board. But I don't. I don't know if we would have lost. Though. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying we might have still lost. It's just leaving points on the board. But like when you when you go out into the half and it's you know 14-14 after 14, Drew played so bad to, as opposed to fourteen nine. Yeah. Um, and then we come out and we outscore them by two in the second half. Like the second half wouldn't really have changed much. The score would have been zeros on the on the board in their mind, right? Mm-hmm. And then twenty eighteen in, in the in the second half for us, like. That's a two-point win. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Um, first half, I, I left thinking to myself, yikes. Um, offensively, we we look really lost. You know, there's parts of our offense that look good, and then there's mm-hmm. parts that look off. And, and I wondered with Sean, with Sean Payton's play calling, how much he was trying to protect Drew mm-hmm. and how much he was trying to, like, you know, take the pressure off of Drew so guys weren't, like, you know, just teeing up on him and just mm-hmm. pulling, pinning their ears back. But um, yeah, it is what it is for the first half. Did you have any other notes in the first half that I missed? Uh, nothing of of note. No, I think that I think we lots think was it good. Was a, it, was a, it was a feeling out process for us. Yeah. Like we we don't, you know, every every four years we see these guys and we haven't seen Mahomes yet. So, um, just making sure that we didn't get down twenty one, twenty eight, nothing was, was important. Fourteen was still was bad. Yeah, but it could have been twenty one. Could have been twenty eight. Yeah. You know, 100%. Like, the defense is phenomenal. Defense is phenomenal. Yeah, hundred. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, no, seven nothing in the first quarter. That's the kind of game you have to play with Kansas City. Seven nothing is okay because you can come back from that. Mm-hmm. But if, if they score in their first two drives and it takes you know two and a half minutes per drive, then you're in trouble because that's that means that you can't stop them, and your defense's confidence goes down. Yeah. They had a long drive though. Their first drive was what six minutes, seven minutes. That was seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then the pick after that, so they got a second chance, and and still. Um, and again, and again, Drew, Drew Brees, it's a bad pick, but I feel bad for Drew. You know, you have Traquan Smith dropping a ball. You got Jawan Johnson drop it, dropping a ball. You got Jared Cook running the wrong routes. You got Big Fish not getting, you know, a first or a second read. They they got to find a way to get that kid in the offense more. Mm-hmm. He's talented, he man. No, he no runs targets. good routes. Yeah, he runs good routes. Like, they got to find a way. He's he's like, six foot five. Getting... He's 6'5", 250. Like yeah. give and he can run. Give him a chance. Yeah, he he's exact same size as Jared Cook and ten years younger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we gotta like, find a way to get the ball in his hands. Like we're giving you know Tommy Lewis a target, but not not. Oh, I'm not. Don't and give, you're giving Juwan Johnson four targets and not. I'm okay with the Ju- I'm okay with the Juwan Johnson targets because I'm a big fan. I want yeah, him to be. Boy. I want him to be Brandon Coleman 2.0 for us. Yeah. He's a big um, boy. second half notes. Um, Drew looked better. He looked more comfortable. Guys actually caught some of the passes. 
uh, protection was really good, I thought, for Drew for most of the game. Run blocking for us looked really bad. It almost looked like Kansas City had a tell and knew exactly when we were running. And just they just allowed nothing. Um, Latavius Murray, he's still an absent you know, participant for us, which mm-hmm. um, it's driving me nuts. I don't know why mm-hmm. we can't find ways to get him into the game. Like, just if, if Drew's going to go 0 for 6 and we're going to turn it over anyway, how about we pound Latavius Murray three times in a row yeah. right behind Ramchek? Let him like, run behind Ramchek and let's just see. Let's just see if we can get 10 yards. Because then, it, like, when those offensive linemen get downhill on people and start punching people in the mouth, that gives our team a lift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of an incomplete pass because Jawan Johnson can't catch the ball or Traquan Smith double, you know, double catches it and it drops. Like, just let, let's run the ball. Yeah. Even if even like, if it's gonna net nothing, run the ball. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get back to remind me, okay? Run the ball. I wanna I wanna talk about that after. Like we we run the ball thirty four percent of the time, which is normal for Sean Payton, but yeah, but yeah. shouldn't be with with the two guys you have back there. I agree. Um, and even if you sprinkle in Taysom Hill, like that, you know, that shouldn't be the case. And then, like, they had 41 carries. Yeah. Like, well, seven scrambles from Patrick Mahomes, but still, like, it's a we carry, forced, right? We, so, yeah, we forced them to run, though. Yeah. The, I thought this was Dennis Allen's most creative. They also had 45 passes. Like, they, they were split. Well, it's because they had 92 plays on offense. Yeah. yeah I thought GOP Dennis Allen was insane. Yeah, it's 44-15, right? Or 44-16 yeah, or something that's like that. That's crazy. Um, I thought Dennis Allen, with what he had, like, he knew he was going to get this crazy offense coming in, and then he got no help on the offensive end from us. So mm-hmm. the fact the fact that he kept the game in, you know, in wraps and our defensive line was able to get after them and our secondary didn't hemorrhage yards mm-hmm. or get, like, any, like, deep, deep, long pass interference calls, yeah. I thought I thought that this was a phenomenal game on the defensive end, and if I was going to grade it, I give the defense a B plus, you know, even A minus. Yeah, A minus for sure. Where 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 our offense is like C their longest, their C minus. Play was twenty three yards in the air. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, that, that's incredible. I didn't like at the end of the game. If I was going to, this is my last note for the second half. I didn't like at the end of the game that we weren't able to even remotely threaten them. Like you knew they were getting a first down to ice the game up, yes. And yes. like that, that was disheartening. I felt like I, I'd like us to be a little stronger in that moment, and not give that up so easily, but we couldn't. So th- that because was a, that could very well be the situation in February in Tampa. Well, if let's we hope get there. Let's hope that uh, we do exactly what we did to Indy. It's a pick six. We just end the game. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Wishful thinking. Um. All right, so let's pause and get our sponsors here. If you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to two crazy fans from Winnipeg, Canada that love the Houdad Saints. And if you're not listening to this podcast and enjoying what we're doing, you know what you could do. (laughs) Kiss our podcast goodbye. (laughs) So that's a KC game. It's over. It's done with. I'm not in for the moral victories. I thought we could have beat them. Um, I thought we did a good job. On the defensive end, I'm happy Drew got some of the rust knocked off. But now, we are going to play on four days rest. Mm -hmm. Can we please run Latavius Murray against these Vikings who just allowed David Montgomery and Corderell Patterson and Mitch Trubisky 
to run for over 200 plus yards in Minnesota. Can we do that? Can we can we just can we run Latavius Murray against his old team where he is going to have all of the motivation to play well? Can we please run him 24 times? Is that possible? Yeah. Well, can we do that? Four, getting four carries last game is not a good omen, but um, we we did run for over 200 against Denver, and then against Atlanta, and then we won. We did okay. run for 200 against Philly, or even remotely close against KC, and we lost. So there's a trend. Mm-hmm. So that's a trend I like to you know kind of back my my bank on and think that we can do that. Okay. Um, so I'll now, Sean Payton's pride and Sean Payton's willingness to get Drew back into Drew form might supersede all of those, you know, it won't. Um, ideas, but he has to understand that we cannot lose time of possession against any team anymore until 2021 in September. Mm-hmm. Because we have to own the ball. We... This, this offense only is as yeah. good as a time we're given. We have to have time with the ball. If we don't, then we, we don't have good results. We have either a, a win that we, we, you know, we win by the, the missed field goal of the opponent, or we lose because we didn't own the ball enough. It, it's, there's only two options. Mm-hmm. We have to own the ball. He knows Mike Zimmer's defense. He knows it too well, actually. And he knows, he knows it so well, but not obviously well enough to beat it consistently. Well, they don't have Everson, Everson Griffin or Hunter anymore. Yeah, so so, so it's changed. But yeah. I'm just his, his philosophy more so than the players involved. Yeah. Coaching together, you, you, learn, you learn the ideas and, and philosophies of the person that you're coaching against. For sure. Um, coaching against them every single season for the past four, whether it's twice a year or in the playoffs, um, like he knows the tendencies, he knows what Mike Zimmer likes to call against his offense. He has to come up with the best short week game plan he can ever imagine himself to do so, and it has to be this week because we can't go to Week 17, Carolina, and and have the division on the brink of either you know we going can to Tampa we can falling to us. We'd no. rather not. We'd rather not. We can, but we'd rather not. Mm-mm. I still like if we still went into Carolina, I'm still feeling pretty confident. That Sean will pull it all stops and we get that win. But you know CMC's coming back for that game though if, he, if he's able to. Yeah, yeah. CMC, LIJ, WXY. I don't care. I don't care. Carolina's trash. Um. Anyways, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm getting myself mm-hmm. worked up thinking about it. Um, My concern is that we're going to be a little bit banged up. I want to make sure that Drew stays healthy. It's a home game. So guys, you know, they're getting the best of the best for their treatment. They're not being moved around during the holidays to get to be around their family and stuff and stuff like that. Um, this would be the game where I'd like to see, you know, like a flea flicker after we run the ball 17 of the first 25 plays of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Something where we know 22 on their team, Harrison, is is in the box and he's coming. And we freeze him up and we know that there's only one safety and we attack like a Cam Dantzler who's a flat-footed DB and not not very fast. You know, I, I just don't want to get into, like you said, where Sean get, lets his ego get the best of him. I think losing that game against Kansas City, Sean's like, okay, I got to be better. Because the Philly game caught us and we had a chance to win this game. I got to be better. 
we have to manifest one win to win the division and two wins to get that number two seed because we don't want to travel to Seattle. No. You know what I mean? In To go and play a divisional game. That's that's not okay. If it's raining no. or it's cold with an old quarterback with broken ribs, that spells trouble everywhere. Yeah. And a, and a receiver on that on that track, if it's wet, coming back with an ankle, yikes! Like yeah, that's that's, that's not that's not what we want, right? So, we, I think that these two games are actually monumental. I don't foresee the Saints resting guys at any point in time. The only person I could see getting rest would be a guy like Teron Armstead or Ramchek, because they could play Hurst and feel like they're gonna get solid. You know, like that they're not gonna miss too much mm-hmm. if they had to give one of our tackles a break. So. We're sitting here talking about all these different things. How does this game look like to you? Paint a picture for the first half. First half, we, if I could do my own painting, not Sean's painting, mm-hmm. uh, we, we we like to run the ball, like you said, you know, at least 65% of the time. Mm-hmm. Just keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball. And I, I don't think, like, I don't feel like they could stop our run because obviously they can't if, if Chicago ran all over them. But I feel like we would even do a better job than Chicago did. Mm-hmm. Our O line's better. Our running backs are considerably better. And if we can just you know maintain that same mentality, then we can run up the score by running over the, like all over the field. Um, and I think we get out to a seventeen-seven halftime lead. Nice. Um... For me, I actually agree with everything you're saying. I think that it would actually be something crazy like Kamara breaks a big one. You know, like how we run that counter with uh, Burton, mm-hmm. where Burton leads coming mm-hmm. ca- coming across coming across the the back of the line, something yeah. like that, where Kamara is going to get the ball and just he slips through and breaks like a 55 yard touchdown, and we kind of get ourselves going, and then our defensive line continues its its pressure on the quarterback. And we, because the the Bears were able to hit Kirk Cousins a lot, so I feel like if we can hit Kirk Cousins, we might get a fumble, something like a turnover or something, and that gets us up fourteen nothing, and that game could be in hand, going into the into the second half. I actually don't think they score seven on us, in the first half. I think their offense looks super one dimensional, and if we have all of our guys back, you know, minus Marcus Williams, I feel like we're gonna be okay, in the first mm-hmm. half. Um, second half, I'll, I'll jump first. I think in the second half, you'll see Minnesota try and manufacture a run, and I think that our our defensive dominance is actually gonna it's gonna stay, it's gonna stay in the in the spotlight, and you're gonna see, you know, tip passes, and you may see a bogus pass interference call or something like that that allows them to move the ball, but then you're gonna see Dan Bailey miss another kick, and that'll be the nail in the coffin for Dan Bailey. Good night, thanks for your service. Week 17, find a new kicker because Dan Bailey's trash. Yeah. Um, and I think we actually walk away with a 31 to 13, a 31 to 13 game. That's kind of what it feels like for me. I know that seems overly optimistic after what we just saw, but we just scored 29 points against the Kansas City Chiefs with Drew Brees going 0 for 6 and throwing for like 19 yards in the first half. Yeah. The only person that's been worse than Drew Brees in that first half was Ben Roethlisberger in the first half versus the Bengals. That that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? They have one thing in common. They're both super old and coming off of injuries. Um, how do you see the second half looking? Well, if, if we're up seventeen seven, like I thought, then obviously we'll we'll maintain that same mentality, hopefully, and not get cute and just kind of keep running the ball. Um, I think Lat- Latavius ends up with about 
you know, 15, 16 carries. Alvin gets his 11. And they and they both get, you know, three or four receptions. Not a lot. Just enough to keep it keep it interesting. And then I think our tight end set will, will you know, do the rest of the work, knowing that our, our receivers are are not getting the separation that they need or, or the, you know, the timing's not there yet with some of them, um, without Mike around too, especially. And I think that, you know, between those you know, 20 to 35 touches between those two guys, um, all of a sudden, you know, we, we kind of just, again, possess the clock, you know, 40 to 20 or, or two-thirds of the game, and we win the game in, in the end. 31, yeah, 13 sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about good to me too, I think. You like, but, that? You like that one? Yeah, it's good. Although Dan Bailey hitting two field goals is, is suspect, so maybe not. Well, he's going to hit two out of five, so. Um, yeah. So, I have a question for you. The Saints have played the Vikings nine times in Drew Brees' in Drew Brees's tenure. Can you guess what the record is for the Saints? Uh, four and five. Five and four. Five so and he's four. he's got one up. Um, they just the losses hurt more. Can you guess how many games have been one possession games out of the nine? Got to be six. Five. So five of them are one-possession games. In those one-possession games, the Saints have lost one. They've lost two. They've lost three of the one-possession games. So three of their four losses have been by one possession to the Vikings. And obviously the Minneapolis Miracle, last year's you know game where Drew fumbles the ball. Like It's games where we've let them back in the game. The only team in Drew Brees' tenure that's had a blowout has been the Saints. It was 42-20 in 2011. Um, where Drew threw for five touchdowns in Minnesota. So I was there for that game. Yeah, so so was I. <laughs> um, so it, it really does, you know, provide a lens for you to to look at this and be like, okay, as much as people think Minnesota is a, a Saints killer, the numbers don't lie. The Vikings mm-hmm. got away with the pass interference. Drew fumbled the ball while we had a chance to take the lead. When the, you know, all these different things happened in that game where it's just like one little thing happens and it's it's fine. And we played yeah. poorly, and we could have still won the game. Um, mm-hmm. The game in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Miracle, it was maybe Drew Brees' worst, worst first first half in a game that mattered, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. still came back and had a lead at the end, and it took a miracle for them to get back in. So, yeah, uh, I'm still feeling pretty good about this. Um, give me your defensive MVP uh, for this game. Oh man. Um... I'm going to go with David Onyemata. David Onyemata? Yeah, I think he, I think he's going to feel a bit of a snub. I, I think Trey being out, if he's going to be out, because I think his neck will hurt, will keep him out. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, he would have been my guy because he got snubbed so hard. But mm-hmm. I think Onyemata, you know, Cam Jordan threw his name out there for today for be, for being snubbed from the Pro Bowl. And, and Onyemata, um, being from where he came from and knowing that he had a chance to be in that conversation as you know top at his position in the nfl mm-hmm. um obviously he's going to use it as motivation that he didn't get called for that so i think he's going to have a a monster game i think he's gonna have three sacks Ooh. i got demario that, Davis. that interior that oh, interior okay. o-line in minnesota is not strong either the o-line the o-line for the vikings is awful it's awful so I, um, i'm gonna say three sacks and one pass deflection and oof. That's a game. Yeah, it's a game, right? That's a game. Um, Demario Davis, for the exact same reason you said. Uh, he was snubbed. I don't know what he has to do. He gets voted as an all-pro 
and can't make a Pro Bowl. I, I think it's bananas to me. He ranks as the highest-ranked player since week six in the NFL at his position. Um, it's baffling that he's not a Pro Bowler. And I, I said to Ralph Marlborough on Twitter, because um, he was talking about it as well, the fact that um, DeMario Davis is a man of God, he's loud, he's dark, you know what I mean? He speaks his mind for when it comes to social activism. The NFL pretends that they, they want to be social activists, but they really don't. And for people like Malcolm Jenkins and people like DeMario Davis, those people are loud and they actually want to do, they want action. The NFL doesn't like that. He's not marketable for what they're, what they're, trying, what they're trying to sell. And the, the worst part about it is that it's easy for them to discard him because he's a saint. The NFL does not like us. This is not conspiracy theory anymore. This is factual. There are one or two things, okay, you can call a conspiracy. When you get a litany list where I have to scroll down on my computer, computer it's it's no longer a conspiracy. This is factual. The NFL does not like the Saints. The end. Mm-hmm. Poor officiating, poor scheduling, you know, unfair unfair punishments when everybody else is doing the same thing. It's the NFL has an axe to grind with the Saints. The end. That's why Demario Davis is not a is not a Pro Bowler, and they can they can create that and make sure that that happens. So, it sucks. Um, I feel bad for Demario. He deserves it. But, you know, I, I think he comes out. And I'm not going to pretend to guess his stats, but I will tell you he'll have double digits in tackles and he'll have a turnover. So he'll have a turnover, double digits in tackles, and he might have a sack. And, and that's, who my, that's who my defensive MVP is going to be. I like it. Um, offensive MVP for me. Uh, this is an interesting one. I, so I said all I said about running the ball. I have Drew Brees throwing four touchdowns. <laughs> no, they'll hear me out. I have, I have no, I have Drew Brees throwing four touchdowns. I have Drew Brees passing for two hundred and one yards. I have a feeling that the running is going to get us into the red zone, and I have a feeling like that little you know bump pass he had for Kamara, yeah, that counts as a pass. Mm-hmm. Screen passes count as passes. Bubble screens and all stuff count as passes. I think we're going to see that Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Lewis bubble screen end up in a touchdown in this game. And I think we're going to see that dig route that uh, Edelman runs all the time by Emmanuel Sanders. He ran it in this uh, San Francisco game, or when did yes, he run he did. it? Yeah. yeah. So in that so that that same route. Or was it Tampa? Th- it was Tampa. It was Tampa. It was Tampa because he got the he got the face mask as well. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see him, you know, in the red zone get that. We might see Cook in the red zone or Troutman, and then you know one of the running backs, like Kamara or or Latavius. I, I, I really do. I think I think that Drew's gonna be the one that gets a, that gets all the you know accolades, but the running backs are gonna get us down there and they're gonna take care of the clock, because I think Sean's gonna want to test out the fact, especially if we have a two score lead, Sean wants to see if Drew can still throw these things and get these things done, and this is great. It's great practice scrimmaging against the Minnesota Queens, uh, Vikings. Sorry. Yeah. Um, who's your offensive MVP? Mine is gonna go to uh, Adam Troutman. I think Ooh, we have big to get fish. involved. Big yep. fish, big fish, big fish, fishing on Christmas. We, we <laughs> gotta, we gotta get him fishing, man. Like he's gotta get the ball. Like no targets last week is crazy because this guy can play. Yeah, we saw, we saw the touchdown he got in Tampa. That was Tampa, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was in Tampa. That, yeah, beautiful, beautiful touchdown. You can put the ball high for him. He can go over top. He can get. He's got it. good hands. He can run after the catch. You know, he's a red zone threat. Like, 
he's he's the guy that we thought Dan Arnold could become, who has now become <laughs> who Dan Arnold we thought we, he could become in Arizona. I hear you. Right? Like yeah, it took it took, it took it took Dan Arnold time. He wasn't he wasn't ready for the NFL when he was with us and he got kind of no. thrown into the spotlight. Yeah. But no, Troutman could be that guy though. I agree. And I think I think in, in you know, the only game on the on the T V on primetime, he's gonna he's gonna show out. He's gonna say, Listen, I was a, a seventh round pick out of, out of Dayton. Sixth round pick out of Dayton. Yeah. Um, six. Yeah, he was number six. Because, yeah, we got Tommy Lee and not Tommy Lee. What's his name? Tommy Stevens in number seven. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, he, he's going to show out. I think it's going to be Troutman, and that's – I'm going to with, go with my – You ever my, you ever play VLTs? Rod. You ever play VLTs? Many times. You ever play uh, Larry Lobster? Of course. It's of every, course. Time Tra- every time Troutman scores, we got to play that Larry Lobster. Cue, <laughs> cue the music. Rock yeah. Lobster. <laughs> Amazing. Anyways, man, um, we got final score, 31-13. You got 31-13. I do. Uh, side note, do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose this week? They're playing Detroit in Detroit. Oh, I, I, I don't, they won't lose. Yeah, Atlanta could have done us a favor, and they just yeah. dropped the ball. Eh? But, you know, if it was boring, it'd be no fun. If the, Saints, exactly. if the Saints were, you know, all all lethargic and had nothing to play for, it doesn't make the NFL fun. This is fun. Um. And also, Tampa's shown everybody how you can beat them because Atlanta did a bunch of things that were successful. So, yeah. and, and the, now are, here, here's one, one one side note before we end off. Here is, uh, yep. sadly, my my daughter, who I've, I've mentioned this podcast already with her willingness to understand, you know, flags in the field versus a team and not. Uh, she looked at me last week when I told her the Saints played on Christmas Day, and she, with her her biggest, most soft teared eyes, said. You're not watching the game on Christmas Day, are you, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) So the struggle now is, do I turn the TV on and watch it and forget about things for three hours, or do I PVR it and go dark and then watch the game when they're asleep after a long Christmas Day? I have a solution. I have a solution. You're not going to like it. No. (laughs) She won't like it. (laughs) No, she will like it. She'll love it. So we just got hit with a blizzard. Another one's coming. There's snow everywhere. You go outside, you get Alex, you get, you know, you get the whole family, get a bunch of shovels, you dig up all the snow and put it into a pile. You make a Quincy. You cut a little hole and you you make this beautiful Quincy. You get up Christmas morning, you open gifts. Let's go, let's go hang out in the Quincy. You get that Quincy out, let your kids play in it, and be like, Dad needs a break. And at that point, the kids will be like, yeah, dad worked really hard building this Quincy. And you enjoy the game for three hours and <laughs> jump right back with the biggest smile after the Saints win 31-13 and be like, dad's back. I think it's a great Man, idea. I think it's a great good. idea. I think it's a great idea. I, this, I'm yeah. hey, people helping people. It's powerful stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, she, she, she ain't gonna buy. It. She, she's a tough sell, man. Oh man, I'm do my, I'll do my darndest. I'm gonna try my best, and hope, hopefully, you know, I can get through uh, well, to check the game. Or if I have to go dark, I have to go dark, man. Well, I'm the uh, realest. I'm the realest friend in the world. If you're going dark, I'm going dark with you, and no, I'll turn my not. phone off. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll go dark with you, and you'll let me know when you'll call me, and I'll only listen to my my phone for phone calls. You'll call me, and when you call me and say let's go and turn it on, I'll turn it on. Oh my gosh! So if you're if you're going dark, I go dark. That's how the Who Dat Kiss family does it, boy. 
<laughs> that, that would be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah, man, let me know what's going on. Saints fans out there, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, Justin and I are going to try and jump back on here either right before the game or right after the game and, you know, hit you up with a little bit more. Uh, other than that, keep it simple. Life is gravy if you got your health. You got the loved ones around you. Enjoy it. Keep it sexy. You know what I mean? It's Christmas time. Buy a lady something nice. <laughs> other than that, Justin, I'm going to hit you with a who that man. Stay blessed. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Ukrainian Christmas. All that stuff, man. <laughs> all them type of things. All the international love for the for the big day. Yes, sir. All right, all right man. man. Who that, buddy? Who that, bro?